0: Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message tonight I uh, uh, it's I want to do more like a um, exhortation like an exhortation maybe um, give the give us another perspective of who God is and the title of my message is very simple it's two words uh, but I think it, it, it's two words that have to challenge our lives it, our lives may not be easy and I think a lot of you, or many of you have, Uh, problems in your life. And and during our days constantly, we all face problems. We all face uh, tribulations. We all have to face um, the fact that we have to pay bills at the end of the month. We have to pay uh, our car insurance and a bunch of stuff we have to do. And life may not be easy for a lot of us. But the Word of God is so precious and so uh, awesome and amazing that it gives us a, a bunch of uh, promises, a bunch of things that you and I can use that even though life is hard, with God we can have a good life on earth. Amen. Amen. And once again, life is hard, and I'm not saying it's not hard. It has its difficulties. It has its things. But with God, even the most impossible scenario can become possible because God is with us. Can somebody say amen? So if you haven't heard me preach before, there's something weird that happens, and these lights don't help a lot. Is that when I tend to preach, I get very excited, and I tend to speak very quickly. And then with that first thing that happens, a second thing occurs, that when I start preaching and I get excited, I tend to spit a lot. There's a lot of saliva that comes out of my mouth. So I'm sorry if you see a lot of uh, saliva coming out. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's probably saliva coming from my mouth. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and if you don't know who I am, I'm Danny Romick. Uh, I pastor a church down in Colombia, in Bogota, Colombia. A beautiful country, beautiful people. And we've been in the ministry now for basically all of my life. But I started pastoring uh the church our campus of one of our churches like a year and a half ago and that's what we've been doing with my wife um for the past year and a half um we're soon to have kids um that's our plan our goal um so ne- probably next time I-, I come i'll probably have a kid on board so the title of my message is even though somebody say even, even. though or if you want to uh, have another title, it can also be even if. It depends on the translation you read uh, in the Bible. But but these two words are very challenging or should be challenging for all of us. And when I read the Word of God, I, I, I see and I read a lot of even those. Even though this happens, what is going to be the outcome of what we are going to do? Even if I don't have the money to pay the debt, what will that will I do even if that that healing I need doesn't come what will I do and throughout the Bible, I see how God works in the even those. Even though I do not see the outcome clearly with my eyes, I know God will pull through. Even though my eyes can't see the answer, I know my God will pull through. If He has done something for me until now, He will keep being faithful in my life. He will not leave me astray. He will not leave me abandoned. He will not leave Me or forsake me because God is the God of the even those. So, in Habakkuk, a a book from the Old Testament, you probably have to search it in Google or whatever, it's not a book we often read. But Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 says this even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Hmm. So even though There's no grapes on the vines, even though the gas prices are high, even though my family doesn't come to church, even though I have a medical report that is not too positive, even though all of those things are happening in my life, yet I will what? Rejoice in the Lord. So the challenge in life is that even though life is hard, we yet have to rejoice in the Lord. Our response towards problems is not going to God and saying, God, please help me. And and that's part of it. But more to that is knowing who God is. Because if you understand who God is, you know that he will pull through. That even though that seems like a big problem, the mountain is huge. My God is bigger than the mountain my god is bigger than the debt my god is bigger than that medical report bigger than anxiety bigger than a lack of self-esteem he's bigger than anything we're facing in our lives so i like what habakkuk writes and he says yet i will rejoice in the lord and he says, keeps, keeps saying, I will be joyful in God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as the deer, able to tread upon the heights. So even though no grapes even though there are no olive crops even though the fields lie empty and barren even though the flocks die even though there's chaos in your world our response has to be yet I will rejoice in my Lord. I know the economy may be failing. I know they're talking about a great reset in the world but I do not depend on what happens in the world. I depend on my God and my God is bigger than anything that is happening in the world amen so the first thing i want you to understand tonight is that god always takes the best from the worst situations i'll say it once again god always takes the best from us from the worst situations so even though Life is hard. Life is tough. We face a bunch of things. God is an expert of taking the best in us from those worst situations. I do not know how he does it or why he does it, but I know he does it. He's able and capable to take the best in us from the worst situations. Even if we see there's no way out, there's not a possibility, there's nothing we can do about it, God will make sure the best in you is formed through those worst situations in your life. So instead of worrying... Of what might come or what might be. Start thinking, what can I learn from this? What can I see that I'm, I am not seeing right now? Through this it, trial and tribulation, what can I find? What gold can I find through what God is doing in my life? Hmm. Daniel chapter 3. I like this story. And it's the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And there's this phrase these three young guys said, talking to the king. And I'm just going to read two verses. It says, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if, somebody say, even if... Even though he doesn't do it, it says. Even though he doesn't uh, save us from that blazing furnace, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So our response in life should be like the response of these three young men even though God doesn't pull through, even though nothing happens, even though the medical report doesn't change, even though my savings account is still in zero, even though. What is your response going to be? Ah, I'm not going back to church. I'm not going to worship the Lord. No, I'm not going to do this or that. I'm not going to follow the Lord. No, 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 no. They said, even though. Now, God will always pull through. He will always have a way out. That's who God is. But my question for you tonight is, what if it doesn't happen? What, what if God doesn't do anything? What if, are you just going to throw the towel and say, ah, forget it. I'm going to go to, I don't know, the Catholic church down the street. Or are you going to dedicate yourself To keep serving the Lord even though you haven't seen what you need or want. hmm. And I like the answer of these three young men. Even though, even though I can't see anything, even though I don't feel like it, even though God doesn't pull through, their decision was we will not bow down to your statue. And I think that should be the answer of all of us. Even though God doesn't do it. But remember, He will do it. But what if He doesn't do it in a hypothetical world? What if our God doesn't make a way? What will you do? Will you still worship Him? Or will you you abandon Him? Will you keep praising Him? or Or will you just throw the towel? What will you do? I hope you say, I I will still keep praising the Lord even though I don't see anything. Aún sin ver nada is in Spanish. Uh, Even though I don't see anything, my response will always be, you are worthy of my praise. You are worthy. I only bow down to you. I will not bow down to no statue, to no nothing. I will only serve and worship you. What if God did not come through? What if? Think about it. Remember, we're in a hypothetical world. What if he doesn't pull through? What if he doesn't do it? What if God didn't give you what you need or your family needed? Would you still praise? Would you still come to church? Would you still serve? Why are we here? Are we here because we think of God as an ATM machine? God, you give me and I come. No, 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 no. God is not an ATM machine. He is not a, a genius in, in a bottle, a, a, a genie in a bottle. No, he, he's not that. He, I mean, he'll give you the desires of your heart, but more than to give you the desires, he wants your heart. He can give you a brand new car he can give you whatever you need he he will and can give it to you but he doesn't want to give you and you forget about him he wants to give you what you need so you can serve him all the days of your life because our love for God is not conditional so what if remember what if God doesn't give you what you need will you still come to church even though he doesn't pull through would you still come there's a story in the bible from uh, David and Goliath and I find it interesting that David found who he truly was fighting a giant and I think you and I will find who we truly are when we face giants in this life you will know who you truly are when there is zero money in your bank account You will truly find who you are when you receive a negative medical report. You will find out who you truly are when you have anxiety. You truly will find who you are when you're facing depression, when you're facing stress, a bunch of stuff. When you're facing difficulties, I promise you, you will find who you truly are. So my second phrase for you tonight or my second idea for you And I wrote it down here in my notes. It says, life will give you Goliaths so that you can find the David that is in you. Woo. So the devil in life will make sure you face a bunch of Goliaths in your life. And it can be a bunch of stuff. But those Goliaths, just as the story in the Bible, David found out what he was called to do facing a giant the same way you will find who you truly are facing those giants in your life. That life will show you who you are facing those giants. Life will give you Goliaths so that you can find the David that is in you. And when you find the David that is in you, you are able to slay giants. You're able to overcome. You are more than a conqueror. You are a victor, not a victim. You are a person that runs over walls, treads over mountains. You are a child of God and you can do much more than you think you can do. Hmm. So life might be hard. But even though it's hard, are you still willing to pay the price? Fight the battle of faith? Fight the battle for your life? Are you still willing to come to church even though God doesn't pull through? I hope the answer is yes. I will come. I'll still come on a Sunday night at 6 p.m. I will come because it's not depending on if what I can receive from Him. I come because I just want to be with the Lord. Amen. Isaiah 54 verse 10, for the mountains may move and the hills may disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. So it says, for the mountains may move, tal vez si, tal vez no, maybe yes, maybe no. But even though the mountains and the hills might disappear, it says, even then, my faithful love for you will remain. So things may disappear. Things may not turn like you want them to turn out, but God's faithfulness and love still remains for you. So his love and his faithfulness will always be with you, Even though you don't see the answer you need, even though you don't have the breakthrough you want. My challenge for us as a church is that we see God for who He is, not for what He has. Hmm. I wanna worship God not because you give me something, I wanna worship God because I just love Him. I just love to be in His presence. I worship him because I know who he is. He's faithful. He's good. He he has he has done so much for me. I worship him because of who he is. So life is not a walk in the park. So you have to treat it so. Stand up and fight for what is yours. Life will not be easy. And I can guarantee it. But with God, you can overpower life. You can become more than a conqueror because he will remain faithful in your life. Psalms 23 verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So even when you walk through the most difficult times in your life, remember that God is always with you. And even though you're probably walking in a dark area of your life, in a dark path right now, remember that God is walking with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is walking right beside you. Even when you walk through the valley of shadow of death, God is right there with you. You might not feel Him. You might not see Him. But I guarantee He's there with you. He's there with you. But even though you don't see him, are you just going to abandon him? Are you just going to not come to church anymore? Are you just not going to worship him anymore? I hope not. I hope that even though you don't see what you need, you keep worshiping with all of your heart. Worship is something from the heart, not something that we Or we don't do it because of something we have. Worship is is something that comes deep inside in our hearts. That's what Jesus said to that woman. I pray and I want a church that worships me in spirit and in truth. It's something that comes within. Not something because I received something so that's why I worship. No! Even though, remember, even though if God doesn't do it, will you still worship? In a hypothetical world he will pull through he will, always does but what if it doesn't happen what if my family never comes to church what if that medical report never changes what if will i not come or will i still worship with all of my heart will i still give everything i have third thing or third idea phrase i want you to remember tonight is that Pain should be the gasoline that makes you keep going. Pain should be not something that makes you quit. Pain should be something that makes you keep going. That even though life is hard, even though my life is hard right now, even though there's pain, they are impossible. Lagrimas, tears in my in my face, even though these things are happening, I depend on the Lord and I'll still seek him, I'll, I'll still search for him. I will keep going because pain should be the gasoline that makes me go forward. Hmm. So pain has to motivate you. For some reason, we use pain to give up i know life is tough but with god it's bearable it's it's better we, we can pull through we can we we can get to the other side there there's good things over that mountain there's good things crossing that sea hmm pain should not stop you the trail should not make you quit on the contrary when it comes to The more you have to pray, the more you have to praise, the more you have to serve, and the more you have to give. When the devil comes and tries to knock you out, instead of throwing the towel the more you have to worship the better you have to worship the more you lift your voice and hands because that should be the pain that has to motivate you to keep worshiping the Lord with all of your heart that you understand that even though I don't see it right now eventually my eyes will see the goodness of God on this earth and I will see what I have been believing in my heart amen because he is good he is faithful even though i can't see it i know he will come with an answer so the more you have to pray the more you have to praise the more you have to serve fourth idea i want to convey tonight is that our tests with god are not impossible to overcome. Again, our tests, our trials, our tribulations, with notice that with God, are not impossible to overcome. In other words, by ourselves, they are impossible. But the word of God tells me that with my God, nothing is impossible. There is no cancer that can kill you. There is no anxiety that can take you out. No depression that can make you commit suicide. No, 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 no. With God, things that come into our lives are not impossible. For man, they may be perceived as impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. So our answer towards problems should always be getting closer to God. The more pain there is, the closer I get. The more, the the worse it gets, the closer I get. The, the, The worse the report is, the more I should praise. The more I should worship. My response should be, get closer, not farther away. Why? Because our test with God, because I understand who God is, I know he will make a way when there is no other way. When I do not see an exit, I know God will make an exit. Amen. John 16 verse 33 says, I have told you all of this that you may have peace in me. It says, here on earth you will face many trials and sorrows. Even Jesus says it. You will face trials and sorrows. Life might be hard. But look what he says. But take heart because I have overcome the world. woo so you might face things you might cry a little you might stress yourself you might feel anxious you might feel depressed you might feel sick maybe there's no money in your bank account you might feel those things but remember Jesus already overcame the world And what you need has been dealt with on that cross over more than 2,000 years. The answer that you need is found on two pieces of wood called the cross of Christ. And he hung on the cross, on that cross, to give you the answers your life may need. So even if the pain comes and the trial comes, calm down down even though they come they will come just take it easy chill out watch some netflix do something but take it easy pray a little bit more worship a little bit more we tend to worry when the trial comes instead of worrying worship Instead of trying to figure it out, try to enter into the presence of God. Be there in his presence. Let him touch you and you will see. You will be be more refreshed than when you came in. Hmm. God overcame the world so that you could find peace in him. That's what Jesus said. You have peace in me. Because I have overcome the world. He is still on the throne and He is faithful to keep His promises. God is still seated on the throne, God is still the owner of all the earth. He is the king of the world. He takes care of you. He'll take care of your family. He'll take care of your health. He'll take care of your finances. Just don't worry about it because God has better control of your life than you have of your own life. Hmm. So God is the God that keeps his promises. Remember that even though God may not, come up with the plan just remember he will pull through eventually that answer you need will come that that thing you've been praying for for maybe years months weeks i do not know but what you've been praying for will come just trust in the lord it will come i guarantee because my god is not a god that can lie so he, if he said it, he will make it happen. He will fulfill it. Because my God is not a God that can lie about things he has said. And my fifth and last thing I want to um, preach about tonight or teach about tonight is a little demonstration, and I don't know if it's on the screen or not, but I put little uh, between quotation marks, a little demonstration of God's goodness is bigger than any adversity. Hmm, Think about it. A little demonstration of God's goodness is bigger than any adversity. Now how many of you know that God never shows a little of his goodness? When he shows his goodness he goes above and beyond. But notice that even a little demonstration of his goodness will always be bigger than the biggest problem you're facing. Ooh, that's good. So why worry if I know that God's goodness will overpower what the devil has meant for my life? Why should I worry if I know that my God is bigger than anything? His goodness will overpower anything the devil tries to put or come into my life. A little demonstration of God's goodness is bigger than any adversity. A little. You just need God to show his little a pequeño little demonstration of his goodness and that is more than enough for you to understand and know that your God is much bigger than anything you're facing right now. So tonight I want to challenge us, challenge you, challenge myself to understand who God is. That I do not love the Lord because I can get something in return. I love God because I'm just deeply in love with Him. Even though that medical report does not change, I still love the Lord with all of my heart. Hmm. A little demonstration of God's goodness. Just a little. It's still bigger than anything you're facing. Nah, but Danny, you don't understand. Here in the States, everything is much different than in Colombia. Yeah, maybe it's different, but our God is the same. Our God can overpower any situation in the States, in Colombia, in Mexico, in Europe, and wherever He is, He can overpower anything because His goodness is much bigger than any adversity. God's goodness is, is not small, but his smallest piece of goodness is always bigger than anything we face. Anything. God is good, and he deserves everything we can give. Are you willing to praise him all the time? We do not serve God because of what he can give us, gives us. We love him because of who he is. So my last question for you tonight is, what if it doesn't happen? Even though there are no grapes on the vines, no olives in the fields, the, cro- the crops are dying, there is a maldad, I forgot the word, there is a th- bad things happening happening in the world. Even though those things are truly happening, what is going to be your response? What is going to be the outcome of your worship? What is going to be the outcome of your praise, of your prayer life? Are you going to keep searching, dedicating your life to know the Lord more? Are you going to seek Him every day of your life? Or is your relationship with Him determined on what you can receive from Him? Hmm. God cannot be a God of, the ATM. Or he is not the God because he's an ATM. No, 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 no. I think we have to change that chip, chip in our minds. Change the, the the station. We love God because of who he is. God has been so good to you. I think that's more than enough for us to just worship him with all of our heart. All out. Worship. Fully worship. Down on our knees, lifting our hands, raising our voices, doing what we can do because he has been good to us. So remember that. For everyone here, just remember a little portion of God's goodness is much bigger than anything you're facing. Anything. Ah, but Danny, you don't, you, you don't know what's happening to me. I might not know what is happening in your life but I do know the God you serve. And you know what? Your future is secured because your future is in God's hands. And if it's in God's hands, you do not need to worry about anything. He won't make you fall. He won't throw you away. He won't discard you. No, no, no. He, you're right there in his hands. You are secured in God's Hands. So even though it doesn't happen, what is your response going to be? It, it's an easy question, but when it comes to to really doing it, that's where it's challenging. That's where we we really face. If we really love God because of who He is and not because of what He can give me, when the adversity comes, what are we willing to do? Are we willing to pray? Are we willing to worship? Or are we going to throw the towel and say, nah, church is not for me. Word of life, nah, nah, that's not for me. No, God didn't give me what I needed, so I'll find another place. I'll go to another city. That, that's not for me. No! The harder it gets, the closer you get. The harder the adversity, the closer you enter into His presence. The more you search, the more you seek, the more you find. And I guarantee you, that life in God's presence is the best life you can possibly have. There at his feet is where you can find true meaning in your life. True purpose. A girlfriend, a boyfriend will not fill you like God fills you. Hmm. And there's some of you that are trying to fill up voids with other people, with other relationships that only God can fill. And you think the more girlfriends I have or the more boyfriends I have, the happier I'll be. No. The more of God you'll have, the happier you'll be. His goodness is good. His goodness is is wow. His goodness is incredible. But it depends on us on how much we are willing to sacrifice to seek him more. So if you could stand to your feet tonight. I already preached tonight and I hope the message was conveyed. But now it depends on us. What are we willing to do? The question is simple, and I'll repeat it. Even though it doesn't happen, what will you do? Even though, maybe you haven't had a job for a couple of months because of COVID or whatever. What if? What if? Even though it doesn't happen, are you just going to give up? No, keep pressing in into His presence. Remember. Again, we are in a hypothetical world. God will always pull through. But in our hypothetical world, what if He doesn't do it? Even though, even if, even if everything is falling apart, are we just going to sit there with our arms crossed and cry about it? No. We go into His presence in worship. We worship Him with all of our heart. We lift our voice We raise our hands because he is worthy of everything we can give him. So tonight I want to just maybe take a couple of minutes to do that. I know you're struggling maybe right now. Maybe you're facing a giant. Maybe that David that's in you is not as powerful as you thought he was. Maybe it's overpowering you, that problem, that Goliath. Remember, just remember, the more you worship, the bigger your God gets. Hmm. Because worship magnifies God and makes your problem smaller. Hmm. That's well said. The more you worship, your eyes start focusing on who God is instead of your problem. And then when you realize that your worship has made God so big that your problem looks like an itty bitty itty spider. It looks so small because you understand who your God is. My God is big. My God is powerful. My God is the healer. My God is the redeemer. My God is a blessed God. My God, in my God, I find everything I need. So with your eyes closed tonight... I want you to just take a couple of seconds and just worship him for who he is. The band will play later on, but uh, right now I want you to worship because of who he is. The worship team will not be with you tomorrow morning, will not be with you Tuesday morning. So your worship can't depend if they sing a good song or not. Your worship depends because you're in need of who He is. You want more of His presence. You want more of what He has for you. And your worship cannot depend on coming just to church. You seek Him because you love Him every day of your life. So right now, what hinders your worship... Or what causes you not to worship? Ask yourself that question. What is causing me not to worship? And try to take that to a side and concentrate in who God is. God, you've been good. I, maybe I do not have much to say, but I know you're good. I know you're faithful. I know you're gracious. I know you're omnipotent. I know you're the beginning and the end. I know you have shown mercy to me. I know you are loved. There's so many things you can say. So your worship has to be a sign for you that God is still bigger than any problem. So why don't you start worshiping now? Why don't you start raising your voice now? Why don't you just start giving thanks now? Why don't you lift your hands now? Why? Because he is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our praise. We don't worship him because we just sing a lovely and beautiful song. We worship him because we just want to be with him. So with every hand raised tonight, I want you to raise your hands in this building. Just you start worshiping. Thank you, God. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for who you are. Thank you because you saved me. Thank you because you, you, me sacaste, you pulled me out from that dark pit. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for making me your child. So many things, got you should be thankful for. Just worship the Lord with all of your heart. There's maybe some of you that you've never raised your hands in church. This is a good opportunity to do it. You're not lifting hands to me. No, no, you're worshiping, lifting your hands like a sign of worship to him. You surrender everything to him. Thank you, Lord. Gracias, Padre. Tú eres bueno con nosotros. Thank you, Jesus. Nunca me has dejado, nunca me has desamparado. You've always been the same. You never changed. You've never lied to me. You've always been good. You've always been truthful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. Thank you that I can come into your courts with praise. Better is one day in your courts than a thousands elsewhere. Better is to come to church on a Sunday evening than to be in any other place tonight. This is why you live. This is why you breathe. This is why you are alive to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. This is why you live and breathe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't stop. You you, you keep going. Keep going. There's so much, many more things you could say. And it can be in your own words. Don't don't wait until I say something. You go. Remember, we're not gonna be here tomorrow. We're not gonna be here on Tuesday. So you have to develop a, a, a heart of worship. When you're by yourself at your house, when you're alone in your room, when you're by yourself at your house, in your job, wherever you are, develop a heart of worship. Thank you, Jesus. I raise my hands to you. I lift my voice to you. You are worthy. You're holy. Eres bondadoso. You're patient. You're loving. You're kind. You're so many things. Thank you. He is the most beautiful among thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Gracias, Padre.